millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music Podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. I'm sitting here with Lindsay Havens. Hello. And Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? How's it going, guys? Pretty great. Another Friday? New music? Another hey, new music Friday. Yep. Uh, <laughs> moving along. No, I don't know. Uh, how was everyone's week? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty busy. Yeah. It was, but not, it was not bad. Fun, though. Really yeah. good week for live music in New York. I saw a lot of great shows. I actually. think everyone did this whole week. Um, yeah. Boy Genius was a popular one. Mm hmm. Billie Eilish was here. Two was, very Lindsay Core artists. I was sad yeah. I missed the Billie Eilish show. Uh, I saw, I guess, more more Joe Core. I saw Lucinda Williams, one of Very the, Joe honestly, Core. I think, all-time greats. Mm-hmm. Uh, she performed her Car Wheels in a Gravel Road album, 20-year anniversary, start to finish, and gave little stories about the songs. It was Amazing. it was an absolute delight. Uh, and then I saw Fucked Up last night, so I, I moshed for the first time that? in maybe a year and a half. Uh, it was at a place called Market Hotel in Bushwick, okay. which is in Brooklyn. If anyone I was wondering about your black doesn't eye. know where Schwick <laughs> is, yeah, uh, no, it's it's surprising. It's like kind of one of those sort of DIY venues that astonishingly still stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still a dump, but it's nice. It's fun. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, cool. It was a very good show. Jason, I know, was going to go, but it was just a little too late for his bedtime. Aw, Jason wasn't going to. He, no way, Brooklyn on a Thursday I night. Had, I had aspirations, Lindsay. As um, we all do. I, I saw Mallrat uh, this week. Yeah. yeah. Who's great. She brought us cupcakes yesterday. She brought us cupcakes? Yeah. Sorry. What the heck? <laughs> I didn't even get any Mallrat cupcakes. Um, that's fine. It's It Mall was worth cakes. it. Rat cakes. Rat cakes. Yeah. <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. Mm, like a little whatever happened to Baby Jane sort of situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, mall rat. Yeah. Where where did she great. play? Was, was Mercury that? Lounge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, there's a lot of good live music. I mean, yeah. yeah. I kind of like this time of year. One, because I love autumn. Same. Two, because I also love the like the time of year when we all look back and think, oh, what were the great albums that came out this year? And it is a fun reflect time. on it and I talk love about it. Ooh, this I'm is a like, big year end list. It's like a Sam. super duper tease of our eventual yes. end of year, which podcast. we will probably get to. I mean, probably pretty soon. Yeah, maybe the next three weeks or something like that. So Sam, the I'm ready. Are, the listeners are already salivating. Yeah, <clears throat> you wipe your mouths, everyone. I think you're oh, drooling no. out. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Anyways, let, let's let's hop into this. So uh, let's start with the the big song of the week, possible 
number one. We'll find out in a few days. But um, I think it's looking pretty good for her. Pretty good for her. Uh, Ariana Grande. <clears throat> Jesus. Ariana Grande, thank you, next. Getting choked up over this Getting one. so choked up over. I'm just so happy to see her at number one. <laughs> um, well, before she only went number two with, I think, Problem, right? The mm. song with Nikki. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so this will be her. And it's great that it's like actually her song. And, you right. Know, no features, just straight yeah. Ariana. And a surprise, too. And a surprise song at that. But anyways, Lindsay, yeah. you uh, you chose this one. So I, I sure did. Um, this came out around 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday night. Good thirty minutes before Saturday Night Live, um, I I go Very back specific. and forth. Yeah, yeah. I know I go back and forth on this song a lot because at first, you know, every all the reactions were like, "This is savage!" Like she, the timing of it, and she's mm-hmm. calling out all of her exes, and then people actually listened, and they're like, "Oh, she's being really lovely and being kind, very generous." I totally, yeah. But I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where she's being very generous, but at the same time, it's like it's so weird to get a. A breakup song like this that's very fresh like you know you like take something out of the microwave you let it cool off but it's still hot for a little bit <laughs> yes <laughs> we understand the concepts of a microwave yes that is this song like you know, like it's just weird you don't often get something it just happened with pete and then a few weeks later here's this song that's like perfectly packaged and it's going to be number one and it's a huge hit and just the timeline of it is so accelerated which i've never seen before i don't think um it also it's like a edgier version of shout out to my ex yeah the little mix song wow Lindsay, i like that yeah um a little more scathing but also loving at the same time yeah um i don't know i it is super super catchy i still love all of the sweetener songs better i think just because they're a little more r&b flavored which is why i love that album so much this seems to pivot back to pop for her yeah I I uh, I just I, I think you summed it up really well. I I just I, I obviously I think we're all pretty big Ariana Grande fans. I just am constantly Arianators, if you will. Yeah, of course, of, of course. Totally. Um, I'm always really blown away by how natural something like this can come to her, where she yeah. can be so emotionally honest, and and we've talked about her honesty in in her music before, but how she can like that is such a difficult thing to try and bottle up in mm-hmm. into a 3 minute song and she does it so well and and so astutely and so thoughtfully that it just kind of blows me away it's it's almost like a um it's it's almost like a uh, an amazing like sociological presentation more than like a 3 minute pop song but that mm-hmm. like that's what she yeah. can do yeah i think this is fantastic and um you know i think she got a lot of uh, Mariah Carey comparisons early in her career, which have understandably kind of dropped off as she's mm-hmm. like developed her own voice. Um, but I am going to make a Mariah Carey comparison here. Bring it back. Uh, this is reminding me very much of the recent Mariah song, Get the Fuck Out. It's like this yeah. Yeah. kind of like low-key, irresistible bop. And the sentiment is basically just like, you know, like to an ex, like, like you're very calm and collected speaking mm-hmm. to them. And you're like, okay next move on like but it's very a little more polite than mariah she's thanking them right but then it's like all right get the hell out of my way we're moving on to the next thing yeah um there's i think there's just a lot of emotional maturity to that i mean like you know like instead of just getting hung up on someone for however long you know she's grateful for what they gave that you know what they provided in her life right she's uh moving on to the next thing there is a part of me too i don't know her but you, you kind of have to wonder, like, 
is any of this a front? Because it is, it seems really fast and she seems to be presenting herself in a way that's like, she's happy with herself, having better discussion, yeah. she's doing her, I don't know, it's just, I can't get over, like like I said earlier, the accelerated timeline of it. We're like getting this music in real time, which is really yeah. new. I think there's real power into this song and what we're saying, and not a, not just in terms of the timeline and, and the, the lyrics, but just in terms of, you know, do you guys watch uh, my favorite show on TV right now is The Good Place? No. Um, I haven't seen the new season, but I've watched the first two and I love it. Okay. It's great. Great show. There was a recent episode where um, one of the male characters is spends most of the episode fretting over how exactly to break up with his girlfriend. No and spoilers, Jason. I'm not caught up. I like I can't even imagine what this would possibly spoil. <laughs> All right, the entire but, plot of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the whole like the whole episode is him fretting about like oh like this will upset her too much. Mm-hmm. This is too harsh. This is not harsh enough. And eventually, someone tells him like this person. You're not ruining this this girl's life. She's a badass. Like obviously like you have to part ways but she like you're not going like she's not fragile like she's awesome and will be okay after this and i like that this song kind of reminds me of that sentiment where it's Mm -hmm. just like like ariana has obviously understandably gone through a lot but like she's still like this kind of towering figure in pop and there's real strength to being able to say like thank you next like there is like there's just like like she is not like this broken woman like she is like dominating not only commercially but but in terms of like where she is personally like mm-hmm. she's at a coming from a place of of real strength and it's it's really admirable i i i think it's it's to see like how she's handled everything mm-hmm. both on sweetener when she was obviously with pete and um and now with this uh now that she's the engagement's off like i think it's just she's okay like she's she's yeah. she's, she's gonna be fine like you don't have to like it's on to the next yeah no and i love musically i love this i Mm -hmm. love the kind of like 90s pop r&b flavor um and also the 90s throwback with her doing like a first wives club inspired performance yeah ellen first wives club is just such a greatest of all time classic just such a remarkable time (laughs) it's it's so good i'm not even kidding it's a fantastic movie it's like the performances from the three leads are just astonishing it's such a good movie good goldie hawn performance midler diane keaton i mean three icons sharing the screen together dancing to you don't own me it's like there's nothing not to love you'd be a monster (laughs) um I yeah. do have one final point before we move on. Okay. Just about how you're nope. talking Thank about, you like, next. all right, <laughs> very well done. Um, just how you're talking about, like, the strength of her. This is almost you could compare it to Drake in the way of how Drake, for a really long time, was introducing these new phrases into our vernacular, like all of the songs that would become Instagram captions. Yeah, I like "Thank You Next" is every time I'm on Twitter or Facebook, the only two platforms I have to check. It's, yeah. you know, people are just like eating this up. It became an instant meme, like the one taught me love, patience, yeah. pain. Um, the, mm, I might get this wrong, P- Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. They even tweeted after a game, thank you, next. Like, yeah, they tweeted last it's night. It's just insane. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, so, again, that just proves like she is dominating in every way. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. I'm done. I, I regret <laughs> thank you, nexting you. 
Wow. I've redeemed myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But let's listen to it. So Ariana Grande, thank you. Next fantastic song. Here it is. Right, that was new Ariana Grande. Um, Jason, let's let's hit hit up one of yours. So we've got where are we uh, going? Where we're Lil Peep, Sex with My Ex. Yeah, um, so I believe wow, leading off heavy Spotify's <laughs> New Music Friday playlist. Right? Is it? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Yeah, it That's is. This song itself. This, yes. This very song we're about to talk about. Really? Yes. I kid you not. Well, look at the chain over checking. there. I'm not yanking it. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I mean. So it is. So it is. Um, so Lil Peep, uh, the first posthumous release uh, out today, Come Over When You're Sober Part 2. Um, Sex With My Ex uh, was the standout to me just because, like, um, one of the things – there are two things that, that really stood out about Lil Peep's music. One was the sound where it was just kind of this it, – it's this strain of hip-hop that – that uh, kind of mixed in like this very heavy, almost crushing type of rock music and lyricism. Um, and then the other one is is how, he, you know, speaking of emotional honesty, how frank he was in terms of his pain and and what excited him about music and being honest in terms of his struggles. Like those are the two things that really shone through. And with Sex With My Ex, the, it's all kind of right there on display. I, I I listened to this project and this was the song that was like immediately arresting in in terms of like wow like this is such a dis, like a defined sound and a, and defined aesthetic where he's talking about like um you know like uh, basically like uh, breakup sex but almost on like a on like a deathbed and it's just mm-hmm. like. Um, obviously he's not referencing his own death, but he's, he's referencing like the death of this relationship. And like, but there are points of this song that are really poignant where Mm -hmm. he's just like, he's so distraught, but he, but like also sort of respectful of what's going on. Um, I don't know. It's just like, obviously he was, um, I think a year later now, uh, following his, his passing, like, I think, one of the things that really stood out about it is is not only how shocking it was, but how much of an impact his passing had, even though his body of work was was relatively small. Mm-hmm. And I think that songs like this help un- help people understand why. Like he was so he was just getting started and he was so talented. And again, nobody really sounds like this. Um, I'm curious what you guys thought. Yeah, I was going to point out the same lines you did, just because. You know, like it's it's in a different context, but it's still a little eerie just listening to those words from him. Yeah. Knowing that this is the first album to come out since he died. Um, But the only thing I wanted to add, really. So I was speaking to Sarah Stennett from First Access and she talked, you know, in depth about this album and how it was a passion project for his entire family and everyone on her team. They just really, really wanted to make sure that this album was exactly how he would have wanted it. Yeah. And I think that shows it's it's a pretty solid body of work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's very much like what we've heard from him before, the, like, spaced-out emo rap. Um, I mean, of course, you know, a posthumous album, you're not really... You're never going to get, like, oh, wow, what a creative leap forward. 
um, considering that, you know, this wasn't like a complete work, you know, that mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't like the album was done right. and then he died. Like this was put together posthumously. Um, yeah, I think the, the lines, I mean, the, the one you mentioned really stands out. Um, and not just because it's eerie, it's just like, it's just a good line. Like it's super memorable and kind of that like kind of raw crassness that like has some poetry to it. Um, I mean, musically, yeah. I, I mean, the one thing, and you know, not really not, but yeah, it's just like, it's pretty familiar with what we've heard from him. But like, lyrically, some some good ones in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I come from a place of like, I love kind of like, uh, like alternative rock and modern rock and like, you know, uh, in I, I was I was literally listening to Stained the other day. I caught myself listening to Stained. <laughs> Thank you for that look, Lindsay. You're welcome. Um, and but I do kind of appreciate that like sort of like sludgy sound. Um, and I think that this like it, the combination of that type of sound and also this lyricism like really this speaks to me. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to it. It's uh, Lil Peep, Sex with My Ex. Uh, from his first posthumous release. All right, that was uh, New Lil Peep. Next up, this is my pick, uh, Imagine Dragons, Bad Liar. Not a Selena Gomez cover. Not a cover. Selena Gomez cover. I already Again, made that joke just, just like before we walked in. I mean, it was inevitable. Everyone yeah. in his office has made when, that joke. Uh, Adam Lambert had the cojones to come out with a ghost town the same year as Madonna, the queen. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe Dan Reynolds and the Imagine Dragon crew uh, had the balls to release a Bad Liar just nipping on the heels of Selena Gomez's Honestly, maybe her best song ever. Yeah. Um, best song of 2017, some would say. Some might some say would. that. It was a fantastic song. Uh, anyways, this is... So Imagine Dragons, Bad Liar. This is my pick. Um, I hate to do one of those, like, but I'm picking something that I think is worth talking about, but isn't ma- maybe necessarily my favorite. I have one of those, too. It's okay. Um, great. <clears throat> anyways, I think Imagine Dragons are just super interesting, the place they occupy uh, in music right now. They're one of the few new rock bands who like continues to score hits and get people to uh, show up to their concerts and people to pay attention and kind of like shape the cultural conversation. Uh, Dan Reynolds's activism uh, is really remarkable. He's kind of stepped up um, in a way that a lot of other people just don't seem to bother to. Um, but it's also like that eternal question. It's like, well, what is rock, you know, in, in 2018 or yeah. soon to be 2019? Like this song is like half, you know, like, like EDM lights uh, mixed with mm-hmm. like a Coldplay like anthemic ballad. Like, it's just yeah. very like it is. You know, yeah, it's a rock song, but it's uh, you know, it's more on the end of like Coldplay playing with um, electronic dance music closer to actual rock music. Yeah, but that kind of seems to be like if you're gonna be like a mainstream rock band these days that will create music that is gonna have a shot at getting a long life on the radio. It kind of seems to be what you have to do in a way. Yeah. It's like diet Imagine Dragons when I heard this song. I've never heard them sound this gentle in their music, really. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of what you were just saying. But I think it was it was nice. 
every time I play it, I'm still expecting to hear like a BBC One cover of Selena Gomez's yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to take some getting used to. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, Imagine Dragons, we've talked about them, about them on the podcast of just being so incredibly massive and, and b- basically the biggest rock band in the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is a little bit, you know, they've, their last few singles have been like uber anthemic. Yeah. Uh, this one is a little bit dialed down. Um, but you know, it's, it's still them doing their thing. And, um, I feel like, I feel like they're a little bit underrated in terms of their songwriting. Um, yeah. Just because like, look, big arena anthems aren't for everybody but like it's hard to do that and they're very good at doing that yeah um so yeah they're doing their thing yeah i mean that's you know and again i don't want to like um like slag the song at all like i do think it's good this is the kind of thing that if it if and when it gets endlessly replayed on radio i'm gonna be totally fine with that i'm sure it'll get stuck in my head a lot um it's just interesting that at this point like you know, at one point they kind of flirted with maybe doing a little bit of Lumineers type sound. Didn't really. Oh, pay. yeah. <laughs> bet my life. Bet my life. Uh, they abandoned that pretty fast. Uh, so it's just interesting that like rock music in in our era is like half chain smokers, half Foo Fighters. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Play. I guess those are three halves. Yeah, so yeah, I ended up is, with that, with 150. A, some the math there does not work. Fuzzy math. Yeah. <laughs> Very fuzzy math. Um, but anyways, let's listen to it. So I can't count, but uh, Imagine Dragons. But Imagine Dragons sure counts. Sure counts. Oh my god, that was good. Yeah, what? nice one, Jason. <laughs> uh, all right, no. Bad Liar, Imagine Dragons. Keep up the good work, Jason. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine what I'd do without you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is we're dragging down the podcast. Oh, with oh, oh. Um, oh my god! I hate myself. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay, let's talk about one of your picks. Yeah. Uh, Madison Beer featuring Offset. The song is called "Hurts Like Hell." Much like some puns do. <laughs> Zing. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, this is very similar to what you just said. A song that I think is worth talking about. Not a fave of mine, um, but Madison Beer has sort of been bubbling up for some time now, mm-hmm. and I was definitely late to the party on her, 
But the thing that really struck out about this song when I was scrolling through is that she has Offset on it, mm-hmm. which is surprising. Um, he also his verse comes in at like the very last few seconds of right? the song. Yeah. So I found myself waiting it's for like almost it. Not there until it is. Exactly. Um, I w- personally would have liked to see it moved up a little bit, or maybe like the song doesn't even really need him. He he definitely adds to it, but I think Madison herself did a really good job with this one. That it's just like a fun EDM pop song with or without the guest verse. The only other thing I wanted to point out that I find kind of funny. We have Ariana, who's like so grac- gracious in her breakup song. Then we have this one, which is like a little bit spicier and a little more bitter. Like, I hope it hurts like hell. I don't, you know, yeah. I'm I'm sort of still mad. That's a spicy breakup song. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just thought that was fun to point out. Yes. We do have a lot of breakup songs on this podcast. Yeah. It's true. Interesting. Um, yeah, I really like this. I love how sparse the production is. I like the like finger snap beats. Mm-hmm. It's so minimal. Um, the synths are, you know, kind of like also pretty lonely sounding out there. Um, I like how after she says hurt like hell, there's the um, the weird vocal modulation that's a little bit like kind of Kanye, my beautiful uh, dark twisted fantasy mm-hmm. era sort of thing. Like there's a, some interesting, very minimal sonic touches going on here. Um, vocally, yeah, I mean, the one thing, it reminded me of Camila Cabello um, in a good way, like kind of, you know, some negotiation between um, pop music with uh, R&B uh, inflections. I will say similar to, you know, Camilla's, you were, you were talking about how um, Offset kind of comes in at the end. Like the, the great thing about like a song like Havana is how like Young Thug's verse like really supports and buoys the song. Exactly. I think the Offset verse doesn't really and really no fault of his own. It's just kind of the it, it's a weird Frankenstein mm-hmm. yeah. with this song. Uh, but that being said, I really like the song. Um, yeah. And I think she's great. And I really feel like it's just a matter of time before she finds like the right smash for her. Right. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm a supporter. I think Madison Beer's story is actually really interesting where she was uh a Justin Bieber protege. Like she right. was signed to um forgot about that. Yeah, she was working with him and, and, and Scooter Braun and uh didn't really work out. Now she's independent and uh Fools, her single from a few months ago, is excellent. So I'm rooting for Madison Beer. All right. Should we crack this beer open, guys? Oh, ho, ho. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your face. Like, your mouth actually Tough. went down. The corners yeah. turned down. You looked like, you know that blue eagle in the Muppets whose, like, face sure. is an actual front? Mean, Sam the s- Eagle. Yeah, what? How could well, you? I don't know if everyone knows who Sam the Eagle is. Of course everyone <laughs> knows who. don't. <laughs> Sam Eagle, yeah. literally my favorite Muppet. Well, Lindsay's face just turned into Sam the Eagle. Yeah. It's not um, Sam the Eagle. It's, it's Sam, Sam Eagle. <laughs> is it? Yes. Joe. I'm going to have to fact check that one. <laughs> Joe. You're probably right, because you seem to know a lot about Sam right now. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to it. Uh, Hurts Like Hell, Madison Beer featuring Offset. All right. I'm sorry, Jay. I know that was really disappointing for you. I feel like it hurts like hell to forget about Sam Eagle. 
sure. The whatever. best Muppet. I'll give you that one. No, he's the great. He's best. one of my favorites. Like, Who is your favorite Muppet, Lindsay? I never once got into the Muppets. <laughs> like, I, I have less than nothing to contribute to <laughs> Um, that's what happens when you hire androids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I have uploaded. nothing to contribute. Um, what is fun, right? Yeah. Joe, I mean, do you have a favorite? Oh, I mean, Grover definitely is my favorite. I love he's... Grover. Grover doing the waiter routine is fantastic. Big fan of that. But he's not like a Muppet. Like he's on Sesame Street, so he's technically a okay. Muppet. I guess if I have to pick a Muppet Muppet, then I'm gonna go. Uh, Beaker or no wait Swedish Chef or Beaker because I like characters who don't really sp- okay I don't like the minions they're annoying but I like Muppets in particular who can't really speak so lost. I know this, I, this is <laughs> a real right, let's move on or, yeah, I guess okay, let's move on yeah exactly I guess um, <laughs> let's do one of your picks Jason uh, Metro Boomin featuring 21 oh, Savage yeah. Don't Come Out of the House uh, from an album that it looks like is going to be our number one next week right? Potentially yeah. Potentially number one on the Billboard 200 album chart. So the Metro Boomin uh, project is very good. Uh, I listened to it uh, a few times over this past weekend. This came out a week ago but I wanted to still highlight it. Um, there's obviously a lot of uh, great guest stars on it and Travis Scott is all over it and uh sway lee and but uh this song with 21 savage is so great and i i feel like 21 savage is speaking i already called something underrated on this Mm -hmm. podcast but i'm gonna say that 21 savage is like supremely underrated as a as a rapper i think that like he's phenomenal um and i think that this is a good uh illustration as to like what he can do like basically this song He's at his most playful. He's whispering. He's whispering. Mm. Then he's like, his voice becomes like highly elastic right after that. Uh, it's just like such a great showcase for him. Um, there's not really too much to the song itself, but just like as like kind of like a punch in the face uh, of just like it, it breaks up this this project so well um, because and I th- like I said I think this project is strong, but like. This is just like goes above and beyond as like a showcase for Twenty One Savage, and um, yeah, I mean Twenty One Savage uh, with uh, Metro and uh, um, Offset without warning was one of my favorite projects of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for him to drop something new uh, of his own. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah, yeah, I like this a lot. the The whisper verses are incredible to me that's not something you get too often yeah and it's executed very well with the production um so yeah for that alone i listened to it more than once yes well done with this pick (laughs) um i also listened to it more than once wow Wow. big pat on the back for all of us no uh yeah no i agree the it's it's great um the production is fantastic but the i mean yeah i mean just to say literally the same thing both of you said the whispering is incredible it's like super fun um, and unexpected and very playful, um, but also it's not you know it's not just a whisper rap like it's a it's a great performance like yeah. it's a very like theatrical performance yeah theatrical is a great word for it um, and yeah I'm I'm totally I'm totally about it so I just think that pick, like Jason thank you I'm so excited for his like uh, it's the album was really great too like obviously bank account was a was a huge song for Twenty One Savage but like I can't I I really hope like 2019 is just a huge year for him yeah. Maybe 2021. Oh, whatever. I know. That was pointless. Anyways, (laughs) let's just listen to it. Metro Boomin featuring 21 Savage. Don't come out the house. Bang outside. 
hang outside. Don't come out the house, cause the gang outside. 13, got my first gripe, first gripe. Glenwood Road, where they shiced, nigga. Slaughter gang, so I keep a knife, nigga. We was broke, so I we ate was rice, nigga. Pay the chase to cut my mama lights, nigga. Come get your bitch, she tryna spend the night, nigga. You know what shouldn't have come out of the house? That Don't pun. Say that. Uh. <laughs> All right, well, next and last, um, blessedly. No, uh, this is one of my picks. Uh, as always, I like to keep it as contemporary as possible. Totally. Uh, so I'm picking... Must-hear music yeah. podcast. So there's must-hear music, and then there's mustier music, as in music that's a little musty. <laughs> that sitting on the good. shelf for a that while. What's this old good. record? Uh, this is a must-hear music. <laughs> this is uh, The Beatles. Maybe you've heard oh. of them. Oh, Brand new band. They broke up almost 50 years ago. Fresh boy band. Fresh, fresh face boy band. <laughs> um, so the Beatles, uh, the the White Album, actually it's called the Beatles, but uh, they released. Heard of um, this one? You've heard of this one? Yeah, yeah. They released a six CD edition um, of this one of the Beatles, you know, all time classics. Um, without going into it too much, um, the reissue is really fantastic. Uh, you know, the Beatles are one of those the groups that, you know, we hear about and people adore. Um, but really not until the last couple of years do we start to hear a lot of kind of like outtakes from them. You know, there was the anthology series in the 90s. And then that was basically it. Whereas like you kind of think of all these other classic bands, you're like, we've heard the like outtakes and demos a million times. Like, yeah, the Beatles are one of the bands. They've been a lot cagier about that until recently. So now we're getting I think it's something like. 87 unheard versions of these it's songs it's not enough, it's not <laughs> enough. <clears throat> um this release is great uh the song i wanted to focus on was uh, a three-minute version of helter skelter so uh helter skelter you know recorded in 1968 i think the album came out in 68 i think it was also recorded in 68 um is basically like the beatles doing proto metal like heavy metal didn't really exist at this time it kind of the, the seeds had been planted for it um, but this is Paul McCartney doing a super sludgy, like ridiculously hard song. Uh, there's two Helter Skelters on this release, at least two, I think. One of them's like 10 minutes and it's like super slow and like sludgy and kind of uh, almost like early Black Sabbath-ish. Uh, this, this is, is like the, the Reader's the, Digest one. <laughs> yeah, this is the like quick three minute version. Um it's like really, I think woolly is the word that I wrote down. Like McCartney's vocals are just yeah. like goofy. Like he's having a wild time. Um, the riff, the kind of like famous riff is a little bit lost in the mix. Uh -huh. It's kind of muddled, but it's just like a really fun like rip through. And I love stuff like this. Like it's fun to get to hear, you know, the Beatles aren't a metal band. No spoilers there. Um, but to get to hear, you know, like them, you know, playing around in a different style you know, it's fun. And at the end, you know, Paul is like, says something like, mark that one fab, like to the engineer. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, no, I, I'm so glad you picked this one. I love it. I, it's just like loose and unpolished, but in a way that is really enjoyable too, because you already know what it sounds like when it's done. Yeah. So you're like working backwards here in a fun and exciting way. Totally. Yeah. The Beatles. I feel like, the, <laughs> I feel like they're going to have a big year next year. Oh, you think 2019 is going to be a big year for the Beatles? Yeah, if you just look at, you know, based on this, um, the bands that are about to blow up, <laughs> take over, invade, some some would say. 
you're uh, predicting a British invasion. Yeah, I, I think wonder if the term Beatlemania will be used at any point. It's tough to say. Heard I trademarked that. Yeah. yeah. There it's you thought. go. Yeah. Thank you for contributing, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, all right. Well, let's listen to a little bit of uh, the Beatles. Uh, Helter Skelter. Um, this is a demo version, or not not exactly demo, but an outtake, I guess is the right word. Yeah. Uh, from this White Album reissue. All right, that was the Beatles. Not something you typically would hear on a new music podcast. No, but, not at all. Uh, but that's that's what we got. Um, that's that's our podcast. Um, wow. They, I wow. Will, I will say uh, a couple things. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us reviews. Tell us what you think of Joe Lynch's voice. Um, if you need some I ideas like lately, no though. I've been like I've had this like lingering like cold for I know. Like, weeks. Your my fan voice, base has gone down. I know. I wouldn't listen to this. No. no. Uh, my voice isn't what it usually is. Like your fan you guys base ruined his voice. The praise was too much. The, right, oh, exactly. Wow. No, I think that obviously we all love Joe's voice and we want to hear descriptions of it and read descriptions. The most of creative it. description will get read. Yeah. next week's podcast Ooh, yeah uh i would also say like we read have allowed not read for filth so right <laughs> um <laughs> yes uh, i would also say all the songs are available on a handy dandy spotify playlist they sure are that's great that's yeah. great couldn't be better yeah right wow and, uh what yeah. a what a life we've got <laughs> i'm a i'm a little bit of a shame ashamed finally that uh about the whole sam eagle thing that you guys were sam so resident like to embrace away. i already forgot that we were talking about that honestly <laughs> until you just mentioned it right now you're wow. okay you're right i just looked at, wait actually oh whoa the wiki the wiki says sam eagle but the muppet wiki says sam the eagle huh. hmm what is the truth find out on next week's <laughs> must hear right, music exactly. podcast Wow, it's like a draw. Anyways, uh, it's not a draw. It's Sam Eagle. I don't know. The Muppet Wiki would know, wouldn't they? Anyways, this is we'll take this offline, as they say. Uh, thank you for I'm listening. <laughs> Subscribe, tweet us some recommendations, uh, and we will catch you next week. Bye, guys. Even on a budget. Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.